welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every week we get into a different band, different artist, and we break down one of their records, yes. and we get into the, the music, the lyrics, the artwork, and everything in between. My name is Tyler, and way out there, hundreds of miles away, is Jeff. While you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and five stars only. Please go do that. All the social media is at Asinine Radio, so get into it, into that as well. And that's all I have for the Born Intro. So let's jump into what we're doing today. So so what is that, Jeff? We are doing No Doubts, Tragic Kingdom. Why are you saying it like that? <laughs> Did that sound weird? I put a little box the, on it. It sounded terrible. <laughs> it sounded so bad. I put a little box on my mic. Stupid. <laughs> wow, that sounded like garbage. <laughs> that sounded so terrible. I thought it would sound like if you like, if you cupped your hand oh, to your man. shoulder, like you're like pretending to be a police officer. Like, oh, yeah. horrible. That's what I thought it would sound like, but it, it like, probably did not sound like that. Like on We Don't Need to Whisper, we're angels and airwaves. Yes. Oh, like that? Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought it would sound like. like. Well, it, it didn't. It sounded terrible. All right. Well, um, we, officially we are doing uh, Tragic Kingdom by No Doubt. The No Doubts. That is correct. We are. From 1995. Came out in October of 1995. Um, you know, classic record. Uh, we're, we're also ending Orange County season here on the podcast. We've done a lot of Orange County-based bands, you know, from... Death by Stereo last week to The Offspring a few weeks ago. Even Sublime, which like you mentioned last week, you know, Sublime is from Long Beach, yes, but that's pretty much, that, that's a city that wishes it was in Orange County. Correct. Um, Avenged. So yeah, we're, Avenged. we're just, event, yeah, we did Avenged Sevenfold. And so, yeah, we're, we're wrapping it up with, uh, with the No Doubts, arguably, actually the biggest band to come out of Orange County. Bigger than The Offspring, right? For they sure. sold more than Smash. Yes. Tragic Kingdom did. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes, we are doing the biggest band, and they are very hyper local. Uh, here, for, they are from Anaheim, California, where we reside, where we literally, literally went to high school in Anaheim. Not the same high school, but um, but I did know where they go to high school, and I actually did uh, Saturday classes there when I was in high school. So you were a cool guy because I was a, I was a shitty student in high school. But well, you were anyway. a lazy student. Yes, I was extremely lazy. I wouldn't say it like like shit. Being shitty and being lazy are two different things. That's correct. Yeah, I just I'd rather hang out and do hood, hood rat shit with my friends exactly than um than do my homework. So I had to do Saturday school at Loera High School in Anaheim, California. So that's where the band is. There, the band is from, and um, no doubt. So this is a band we no talked about a lot. We've done Tragic Kingdom on the podcast before, but years and years and years ago on a forgotten episode, lost episode, and uh, we decided to re- redo it. And what is your what are what's your uh, yep. origin story with No Doubt? Go slow down there, dude. I my or, my origin story is um is going to the warehouse. I think it was the one in Fullerton. And my mom knew who No Doubt was, and when this uh, when Tragic Kingdom had come out, I was going to a warehouse to buy 
you know, like my gangster rap CDs and shit like that. And I, I, <laughs> I was buying stuff. And my mom actually was the one who, who said, yeah, you should buy this. I, I think you would like this. I think you would like this album. And, you know, my sappy, pathetic little me, um, we'll be like fucking eight, nine, some shit like that. Yeah, I, I would say we were eight. Yeah, 1995. But, eight. but I'm looking at this cover. I'm, I'm peeping this cover. And it's got some like girl oh, yeah. in the front in her dress. I'm like, I'm not buying this. I'm fucking, are you kidding me? No way, dude. Words like Dr. Gray, bro. I didn't talk like that when I was eight <laughs> That's years exactly, old. Yeah, you sound like when you're eight years old. <laughs> well, I don't know. but So so I, I did buy this. I actually bought this in the same day I bought uh, uh, Beach Boys Greatest Hits. Um, I remember this cover, too. I can't remember what the, what the specifically the Greatest Hits compilation was called. Not Endless Summer, but it was a different, it was a different one. There was like 16 of the biggest hits. Um, but yeah, that, that's my intro is my mom... Um, encouraging me to to buy this, and I mean, at this time I had already listened to like the Offspring that my mom bought in '94, Dookie, and she listened to a little bit of Nirvana, but like like she listened to like alt rock of the '90s of the localized scene in Southern California. So I uh, I trusted her opinion. I did. Not because yes. she's my mom, yep. but because she listened to the Offspring. Uh, so yeah, my my origin story is. Uh, I mean, it was it was "Don't Speak." I remember that was the first song I ever heard from them, and you know, I was eight years old. I didn't understand it. I just thought, "Oh, this is a good song." Kiss FM, you know, Kiss FM was the local top forty radio station here in LA, or it still is. Um, but that that's where that's where I first heard "Don't Speak." I don't know if they played "Just a Girl," but but definitely "Don't Speak." "Don't Speak" was the origin. Uh, the The first time I ever really like dove into No Doubt was right before it was. Yeah, it was like right before Return of Saturn came out. Um, I realized, oh, this is actually a pretty rad band with the, with Tragic Kingdom because there's some great stuff on here. So I remember I burned that CD or I downloaded the CD or burned it from somebody back in the early days of burning CDs. Um, and I wanted, yeah, it was Tragic Kingdom and just I've always really dug it. And it's funny, like my mom, my mom knew, she knew of Eric Stefani. And she had been to the house on Beacon Street. I believe it was on, I think that was that was the actual house where they grew up. But my mom told me that back in the 80s, they used to have giant house parties at that house in Anaheim. Because my mom grew up literally probably a mile and a half, maybe two miles from the house in Anaheim. Because my mom grew up in Cyprus and then kind of Buena Park. What, and it was what literally high school did your mom go to? On the same street. My mom went to Western High School. Oh. So, so not, not far from La Huera at all. And, um, and literally like the Beacon Street is right off of Orange, Orange Avenue. And my mom lived right off of Orange Avenue as well. But just like a good, maybe almost two miles from each other. So it was very, very close. And my mom has said, yeah, I know exactly where the house is. I've been to parties there before back in the eighties. Like she, she knew of this place and she, she didn't really put two and two together until many, many years after No Doubt blew up. And they realized, oh my God, yeah, I, I know exactly where that is. I'll show you where the house is. She literally drove me. I remember when we were when I was a teenager, she drove me to the house when I was like 13 years old and because she knew exactly where it was. But um, but yeah, that, that that's my origin story and a little bit of a history right there. That's a good but, history. Um, super, hyper, super hyper local, like I said. Um, literally from where I live now, that house is maybe 20 minutes from me. So yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, no doubt. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I've always just kind of followed their career and not liked some of it. And 
here we are doing Tragic King- Tragic Kingdom today in 2023. No doubt, so, it's been a band though, like for many many years, and it's just it's it's a band that we don't we we're always interested in, no matter what they do, no matter the extracurriculars, yeah. right? Dream Car, love that shit, mm-hmm. don't you? Me? No, I don't like Dream Car. I thought you liked. The, oh, you like that black no. audio stuff? That's right. I like. I like. Well, I like the first black audio record. Uh, Everything terrible. after that first one is. Ugh, oh, that first one was. Ugh, well, that's fine. That first yeah, one's pretty anything, good. We're gonna do it on the pod sometime. Anything? I know it's on the stupid fucking list. It's anything, on my to do list. Anything yeah. these no doubt guys and girls do, we're, we're interested in, and we we at least enjoy following up, keeping up, because it's just uh, it's not just nostalgia, man. Like this stuff is pretty damn good. It is really good. Uh, musically, yes. I mean, Gwen at... I don't want to say she's the worst part of the band, but she's the most... I, she's there easy to no identify. There is no worst part of the band. Yeah, there is no worst part of the band, but musically, they're, they're fucking solid, man. Especially Adrian and Tony. They're, they're playing... The rhythm section is just top-notch. Really, really top notch. I think the, honestly, like like the worst part of the band because everybody else is so good at carrying everything forward is, is Tom. Uh, and yeah, it's, just, it's like, not like he's bad. It's just like he's just kind of forgotten. Like you could take him out in a lot of these parts, and then you'd be fine. But then he comes in with like on just a girl with that fucking riff, and it's like, bro, it's such a simple riff. Like, come on, dude. Like that. But then, but then. But that oh. riff is accented by Eric's keyboard playing. Oh, and then and the Asian comes it's in not with that all weird offbeat. No, but like, you're, you're right. You're right. But it starts with him. It does. Yeah. And that's Damn, my 2B. It's solid. It, okay. Well, I guess we're already getting into that. So actually, let, 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 let's get into our, uh, our, our initial thoughts on Tragic Kingdom. And then we'll get into the bangers, stinkers, if we have any. Well, I'm, honestly, I don't have any stinkers. Do you? No. No, I, okay. So we don't have yeah. to worry about that. But yeah. so let, let's do your first impression and your biggest banger. So what do you got? Uh, first impressions are kind of the same as when I heard it for the first time as a kid. Honestly, I I really do. I really do like enjoy this record as much as I did the first time, as opposed to the hundredth time. And on the vinyls now, it's it's, it's just as great. I love Gwen Stefani. We love Gwen Stefani. I think everything she's done is is at least pretty damn good. Some of the things she's done is, is historic, but everything is at least pretty damn good. And my God, yeah, this album is, there's a reason this sold fucking 16 million copies. Like that's, you listen to it, you're like, oh yeah, I get it. I fucking get it. And I understand like maybe it's a singles band, whatever, but this album is deep. There are deep cuts on this that are just as good as some of the singles, if not better. Yes. I mean, the marketing was the marketing for this record was was important to the album's success. I mean, they even kind of, they even touched upon it in the Don't Speak video. It's like a lot of the 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 attention, not a lot, but some of the attention they got was because it's a female fronted band and it's it sounds a little bit different than what you would normally hear from from a from a girl fronted band that's not like, you know, the fucking Bengals or who else from the 80s well, let's, not let's, the B-52s let's just get into that real quick because I think that's that's an important aspect of of not only the success of this band but also kind of like why I think Gwen doesn't get enough credit because the early 90s saw the the emergence of Riot Girl of Bikini Kill of of 
of this this yeah. this revolution in the Pacific Northwest, right? That's where it kind of like started from, I, I believe. And and like Bikini Kill was like the front runners of it. But like why why is why is no doubt never mentioned in this this riot girl movement when like from the beginning it was a female fronted band. She didn't write really any of the music to begin with, but she was a very important part. And I think like her owning her own sexuality from day one, like her short her like low cut dress in the the cover art for Tragic Kingdom, it's not like a, a marketing ploy. That was shit she had been doing since she was like fucking fifteen. Like she yeah, like right. owned that image since she was like a teenager. Since like the early days of No Doubt. People they were just it was just her and her brother like jamming out and stuff. Like she owned her sexuality prior to the Riot Girl movement. And she's never mentioned in any like periodicals as far as like the Riot Girl movement. And that fucking I mean, irritates me. And it really I think irritates it's because she, me. I think it's because she's more lumped into the pop the pop realm than the Riot Girl because they were essential because they blew up into into like a pop band. This is considered by by the general consensus a pop record. It's not a ska record. It's not a a punk record. It's not. It's nothing like. It, it, this is like a at best to the general masses. This is a pop rock record. So she's going to be lumped in with the other pop artists of the mid nineties. She's going to be lumped is, into the L sevens and all that kind of shit and and Bikini Hill. This is a pop record. Yeah, but. But, they but also people didn't give a shit about the first this. two records. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah, what, what I'm saying, nobody's so going to go back and listen to the why first two are, records. Why is Gwen never talked about anything? And I, I didn't read like a lot, but I read, you know, five or ten this past week, periodicals about like the, 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 the Riot Girl movement, and she's never mentioned in any of them. It fucking irritating. It just, it just irritates She wasn't me. punk enough. It's because she wasn't punk enough. That's what it was. Some of the shit was fucking garbage. Some of the right girl, some of that well, stuff I agree. is absolute garbage. <laughs> but that that goes with any major genre or like movement, you know. Look at the look at the OG punk movement. That's, we're, the, we're just the big three about punk records. Now. It's fucking punk annoying. Bands. It's dumb. It's dumb as fuck, and I, I, it bothers me that she was. I, I'm I'm coming to the defense of of my girl here. Is what's happening. I'm very <laughs> irritated, and I don't like it. Okay, don't like it. fair, fair. And so it, let's uh. So, so yeah, that, 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 I think that was all my first impressions. <laughs> yeah, my first impression, you know, with with this is, I I, I like this record from the start. It, I've always really loved this record. Uh, it definitely grew on me over the years because I was always a metalman, a punkman. So, you know, it's just you know, it's 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 more poppy. So I, I it's had it, it's had its ups and ups and downs for me. Um, obviously, as an adult, I've I've enjoyed it much more. And up in, and up until this week too, I've really really enjoyed this record. It's fucking solid. It's it's not a perfect record. Let's just say that. I'm going to say that right now. It's not a perfect record, but it's a really good, just a good record sonically, musically, vocally, lyrics. I think the lyrics are pretty solid too. I mean, at moments they're like, okay, it sounds like a, like a young girl talking about a crush or a breakup, whatever it may be. Um, but they're still really good. She she does have some good, good um, good word usage, I guess you could say is the best way to put it. Um, Dude, honestly, but no, like, this, we, we talked really about like like we. I'm just gonna. I'm just. I'm hyper excited. Okay, so I'm just gonna constantly interrupt yeah. you with things because I'm super excited. We always talk about mm-hmm. like lyrics and like we're disappointed, we're not disappointed, or whatever. But like Eric Stefani was the main driving force behind the first two albums and kind of this album too. It's true, he was. And and Beacon Street was the first time that that everyone else had to kind of come in 
and write a little bit, but like Tragic Kingdom was Gwen's platform. Like this was her. It was sink or swim. Like this is it. If this doesn't work out, if you're not a good songwriter, this band will not succeed. It's just not going to fucking happen. And my God, did she fill those fucking shoes, dude? Did she fill those shoes? She She, came in hard. She came in swinging. They're not. They're not like like Dustin status like lyrics, but dude, they they mean something. She's passionate about them. Therefore, I am passionate about them. And they're relatable. They're, they're relatable. Let's just say that. But like, not any regardless not any childish of gender, way. Yeah. And regardless of gender, they 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 are very, very relatable. And they're, I, I and, and I can just, see why they connected with people. I totally get it. Totally get it. And then like just going back to like the, the, the how much irritates me about Riot Girl and why Gwen's not a part of that conversation. But like like early interviews and like one specifically in 90, 92 or ninety one ninety one or ninety two they did, and like somebody was interviewing the band and like Gwen was there, and like this is why, this is why she should be like propped up higher into like the movement of like like where women should be in, in music, and like they're interviewing the band and and they ask I think they asked Adrian or, or Tom about one of the songs like oh how did you write this song and they're like I don't know, why don't you ask Gwen she's the one that wrote it. And she's sitting there with this fucking smug ass look on her face. Like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> my band's got my back. Fuck you. You should have done your research. You didn't. Now you look stupid. And she's just like class <laughs> all the way. Never forget that. But it's also, also, uh, I just feel like making this about all Gwen is just, it's not fair to the other members. And it's just like, I don't want to, I don't want to make this all about, Gwen, you know what I mean? I don't care. I mean, I'm she's gonna do great it because you take Gwen out, this band is nothing. They are, they're nothing. They're not. They're, 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 they're not. They're not going to go anywhere. They're, they're a good they're band. Not, oh, let's just say they're, they're, they're not as unique. They're not as unique. The thing that makes they them unique is anywhere. Gwen's voice. It's because of Gwen's anywhere. voice. She's she has a very unique voice. It's very unconventional. Dude, At Gwen, moments, it's, it's not just her voice. It's not she's very not a good. great singer. That, that's she's what. A, I, that's my point. She's a good singer. And she like stays in her range, and she she utilizes her her strengths, and she kind of like puts apart her weaknesses. But then when she really wants to embrace her weaknesses, it coincides with the song. She's she's dude. She yeah. is no doubt is Gwen. Gwen is no doubt. These guys are good. They're all great at what they do, and they 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 compliment her. But hello, like Love Angel Music Baby was that a big record or was that a big record? That was a pretty fucking big record. But most of that, but half that, or most of that record was co-written with Tony, right? Yeah, from from what I, not, I remember, not most of it. So a lot of some of I it. I think most of it, it was was co-written with Tony. And when when we see when we see co-written, that probably means most of it was written by Tony. Oh, well, the one that I now, mean, come on. now is well, we don't come know on. that. But like, come that's, on, that's silly we do to that. think because that's because also when we look no at is, is, when is we look at the re- the other records silly now. But also when we look at the records after Love the the first Gwen record, you know, it, it really started to taper off after that, which we've done on the podcast. So go back yeah, and listen to right. that, that episode. She won Grammys, host a TV show. Okay, but you're right. That you're has right. more she, to do. But nothing. we also okay, know how how fucking stupid media is, and it doesn't matter how much talent. Look at a fucking American Idol. Look at fucking American Idol. Come on, man. It doesn't fucking matter. Look at the voice, which she's on as well. It's Look at the people on the voice. Marketing. Who gives a fuck? And it's about marketing. Exactly. That's my point. And she it's she does about marketing. two things. She marketing. It's not about the per- music. 
It is about the oh, music, yeah. though, because she writes part great of it music. Is. Part of it is. This is the we part agree. Of it is. This is the best album because she this wrote is. her music. Because she wrote, she wrote the melodies. She co-wrote. She co-wrote some of it. Yeah. Up until now, it was her and Eric. Actually, up until now, it was Eric, and then the second was album was Eric, Eric yeah. and then some other people. Some but Glenn. now, yeah. she is writing the melodies. Like the music, everyone else is kind of writing their own parts, but she is writing these melodies. Yeah, Tony's and helping when you think about she's still kind of dating him at this point. They just broke up, but she is writing these melodies. What is driving this album forward is two things. It's her confidence and her melodies. You take those two but things also, out of this, it's nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But the, also the melody. Okay, so let, let's talk about the melodies real quick. The best melodies are on the singles. I mean, you hands, hands down, they're on the singles. I know there's like six singles on this fucking record. They're all singles. But really, that's... Well, they're not. That's, that's 100% not true. 14 singles. Um, <laughs> but really, like the big ones, you know, uh, Don't Speak, Just a Girl, Spiderweb, Sunday Morning especially. Fuck, that song's so good. But um, you know, those songs are not just her, and, th- and those are the best songs. And they're, she's not like the, the sole songwriter. She's a co-writer on those, on those songs. So you can't say that Gwen is the one that's coming up with these melodies. Yeah, she has a... You know, she had some say in the writing aspect of it, but we don't know to what extent. So you can't say it's all her. But you can. That's just silly. But you can dig a little deeper. You can look at Wikipedia and you can say, like, oh yeah, they all had songwriting credits. Or you can like go to Discogs and see like who had songwriting credits. Or you can like see like liner notes and see like who wrote what. Gwen is writing melodies while the other guys are writing like the guitar parts, the bass. But you parts. don't know. You do I, know I don't because know. Wait, you can wait, look at what, what you can look at other to? sources. Don't look at just the Wikipedia source. You I'm can not, look at other it, sources. I like literally just told you two other sources. But it, but Discogs it literally, okay, is one so, source. So let's go to Discogs. And liner notes Discogs is one isn't source. Gonna, Discogs is not going to tell you. Oh, the music was specifically written by Gwen. Neither are the liner at, notes. It's going to say. You, you, it's probably going to say interviews. You can look at like it's probably going to say about like interviews. Like, come on, did you only look at Wikipedia? And then we're just is that what we're talking about? No, here? I'm not. No, of course not. Of course not. But also, generally speaking, when when bands do that kind of shit, it's like music written by No Doubt or music written by, you know, A and B, and then lyrics written by Gwen Stefani. You know, that that's really what it comes down to. And it usually is never broken down to melodies written by Gwen Stefani or whoever it may be. It's never written out like that. It's either music by so-and-so and lyrics by so-and-so or all music written by so-and-so. Until they get, be. until they blow up and then they realize that, yeah, we need to divide this. So by, by like Rocksteady is when they started to divide it a little bit more because that's like through and through. They've well, now they also sold like, 10 million copies. Yes. Yeah. And they've also had like Kingdom era, 12 different songwriters on but there. But by tra- tra- Tragic Kingdom era, they had not realized like, yeah, we should probably divide this into more. But you read fucking interviews and let's talk about Don't Speak. That is my least favorite song on the album. Really? Absolutely. That's stupid. Hands That's down. stupid. I-, I think Don't Speak is borderline a skippable song. But you, you, <sighs> read, like, you, you, read inter- you read interviews and that song was written by Eric Stefani, but it had gone through like different iterations and like Tony, when Tony and Gwen were dating for that six, seven, eight years they were dating, like Gwen was like, I really like the song that he did. And it was, it was like a fucking pop, like new wave song. And then it transitioned. And then Tony said, Hey Gwen, this is a really good song. You should take this for your own. And then when they broke up, like they were still like really close together. And Tony's and Tony said like, you should do this about like our breakup. Like, I know it's hard, but like, I want you to take the rein on this one and then just make it your own. 
So yes, if you like read interviews about specific songs, you do find out who wrote the melodies. And that is one of them specifically. But if you look on Wikipedia, it's written by Eric Stefani <laughs> and Gwen Stefani. Because Tess technically it started as an Eric song and then turned but into that, a Gwen but, song. Okay. So You're also God. saying that, that it's this, a terrible... If we're just going to half-ass this okay. podcast, you let me know. They don't half-ass it. But oh, if no, you want to no, get no, into not, it, then we'll get into it. If you want to sit here and fucking shit talk Gwen, then we're going to have other problems. Also, you saying that Don't Speak is the worst song on the record, that's just silly boy talk because it is. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not It's not. a top five song. It's not. It's not. But it's definitely not the worst song. There are. There's. There's some filler on here. Like what? I mean, it's it's like it's like banger filler, but it's still filler in the context of the record. And don't speak does not fit that category. Dude, don't speak at is... all. The melody, the 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 melody oh. and and the simplicity of the song is fucking solid. It's fucking solid. And to 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 discount Eric Stefani is just ridiculous because the guy is who he is a good him? songwriter. You are discounting him discount by saying him. that. Yeah, you are discounting him no, because by putting she don't took because his no, 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 no. and turned into a great song. No, I don't like. but you didn't say that because you ranked it at the bottom and you also kept bringing up that, oh, this is Eric's song and it you was. Know, Tony and Gwen, Tony and Gwen decided to, you know, make it their own. It's just, you know what when, you said. When, when was that discounting Eric though? I never discounted Eric. You were, you were inadvertently, oh, oh, oh you, were, <laughs> you were inadvertently <laughs> discounting Eric. That's what you're doing. I know what that you're was, doing. That was a good, that was a good, I know what right you're there. doing. That was a good God moment. It wasn't a God because yeah. I fucking just, Told you. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, your Gotham's aren't very good. Sometimes that they're was, good. That was, a, that was a, come good. on. That was a pretty good Gotham. That, that was not a good Gotham because, no, it wasn't a good Gotham because I lit, literally explained myself. No, because so I, I love No Doubts, No Doubt. And that was pretty much an Eric album. And I, I, if you, if you recall to like the rankings, I even praised Eric on that album and his songwriting. But and right now you're talking I even, shit. And I even trashed Beacon Street because of the lack of Eric writing. So I don't I don't know where you're getting your facts from. But, but right now you are talking shit on him. Not on Earth. And it's unwarranted. No, I'm talking shit on the fact that you think like like this band is is marketable, good, fun. Uh, they are catchy really good outside of outside of Gwen. This band is Gwen. It's always been they, Gwen. Uh, That's stupid. <laughs> Fucking stupid. Anyway, let's move on. Stupid. Let's move on. I do love this record. I it's stupid. It's fucking I really stupid. do love it's this record. Why'd your way? Why'd you pull a ride? You're pulling a ride. It's right so now. stupid. The boy's getting all high. No doubt has always been Gwen. We just didn't know it until push and shove, until Rocksteady. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on. She's gonna make me mad. Um, <laughs> no stinkers from from either of us. So let's get into your biggest banger. Are we? Are we? Can I? Can I highlight? Don't speak in red because we're done talking about that one. Okay, fine. We could. We're done with talking about. Don't speak. I'll, I'll keep going if you want to. No, it's fine. You get it's, cheesiness. That I, classical guitar solo that fucking doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the classical guitar do? solo is pretty cheesy. Um, the I think the most important part of the don't speak song or don't speak in general is the video. I do think it was a good video. It was a well-made video. I'm, dude, I'm telling but, you, man. Like, like the video. The video shows. And like we're we're like adolescent little kids, right? So like when we're watching, I know when I saw the TLC videos and they're like in their like crop tops and stuff. I was like, oh, they're fucking hot! Like, oh yeah, fucking like, yeah, I like that. So like watching <laughs> Gwen, it was just like, damn, dude, that's a really like I like that girl because she's just cool. Like I want to be like her. God, she's got like she's playing in a rock to band her. too. 
Like, dude, that yeah. girl's got swagger. Like, damn, she's good. So I don't know, man. She just Gwen. Gwen is God. I think. Did we well, talk about this on the Love Angel music? Did we say Gwen is God? Did we say? I I, I, I know. I feel I didn't like say it. I feel like we did. This. You probably I feel like we said talk, it. I feel like we said gig. Like Gwen is God. I swear. Oh, that sounds it. really familiar. Right? Actually. Doesn't it? That sounds. Was it gig? Was is it this like weird? Is this like deja vu or some weird shit? I swear we've been no. Like I do remember that. I do remember that. We kept saying gig. And I think it was Gwen is God, but that was Gwen. stupid. That's so dumb. That's <laughs> but so dumb. But it's kind of true, dude. Like, it's but it sounds like something really stupid we would say. That, that should be like, a t-shirt right yeah. there. Gig with Gwen's face on it. Gig. Gwen is God. Or a picture of her, with, with, <laughs> of, of her with like the, the blue hair and the braces and shit when she was like 24. Yes. But Gwen is God. Like make it like the, the dorkiest picture of her. Dude, Gwen is um, God. Anyway. All right. Anyway. 1B. Oh, two. What, Dude, Sunday yeah, morning. 1B. What's Come your biggest on. banger? Sunday morning's been my 1B since I was yeah. like, fucking when I bought this album. Sunday morning is their best song. Or not the best song, but the best no, song on the record. No, you're right. You had it right the first time. It is their best song. <laughs> this is their best song. It is It is a true... This is indicative of everything that is great about this band. Everything that is progressive about this band. Everybody is showcased here in the, the best way possible. Everyone's bringing their A game. And this is the only song that they've ever done that if you took Gwen out, it would still be just as good. It'd be fine, yeah. yeah. It's because, I mean, a lot of it has to do with Adrian's drumming here. Oh I mean, God, really, so the, this, the song the starts out with that. Hits, the fucking slow dude, down. That, to that like drum beats, roll in. Beat to match, like Gwen's pacing. And then Tony yeah. goes a little bit faster there. That ding, 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 ding. That thing, oh, dude, Also, the, the way the bass fades in in that intro, too, with, the the drum roll coming in, that bass comes in, and then it just drops. Simple guitar riff too when it drops in, and then it's just kind of the upstrokes and the verses and everything. And but Adrian, his um, his groove is so fucking locked in. It's so, it's so precise, so perfect. I love it, and and it also his snare drum. Let's talk about his fucking snare drum. Dude, that is what that is like. Nineteen nineties, mid late late nineteen nineties, snare drum that I fucking love. The piccolo snare, maybe not quite the piccolo snare, but something really tightly wound like that. Oh, you get that really super nice crack. Fucking here's what it, it is. I'm I'm here's, a sucker for. It. I'm a sucker. Here's here's what it is. It's a perfect mixture of like Travis on the Aquabats, that kind of like hollowed okay. out, like drop the chain, and then also just like a really good like punk rock snare. Like it's yeah. right in the fucking middle. Oh, it's so good. I it's, love it's, that crack. It's absolutely fantastic. It's 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 got a crack to it, but it also still has like a little bit of resonance, so it hangs out for a little bit. I just, uh, dude, his his drumming is unreal. Unreal. And then for the also band. in that in that second verse when Adri- Adrian's part two, when he just kind of goes a little bit wild, it's like ba 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 ba, and then it just drops right back into the verse again. Like, what? Why did you play that? That just that that really busy part for no fucking reason. No reason. There, no fucking. Do re- you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I I just I don't get it, but I fucking love it. And when it when it drops into the into the the pre-chorus and chorus, he's not doing anything super complicated. He just fucking opens up that that hi hat and just hitting that shit as hard as he can, just playing that beat. Nothing crazy, nothing wild. It's the verses that he fucking truly shines on this song. I love it. I fucking he's, love it. He's he's a good 
he has a good broken groove. It's yes, it's groovy. Yeah, it's it's got a little bit of like weirdness attached to it. He goes from from kind of just like hitting like all like the the, the quarter notes and then letting them play out to where he's he's going on every I don't know I guess every half note or something, or stretching it out a little bit longer than normal. And he just he he varies he varies himself and it's subtle and it's weird and it's easy to follow along to until you realize like I, I don't know what he just did there but let's let's go into the next part and like it's it's fun he's a fun drummer he really he's a good is. He's, fun drummer at least on this record and some of the earlier records after especially once you get to rock steady you're like this is it this is all you're doing I mean I well these replaced it's a good drum the machine, tone so yeah that on push that and push and shove yeah. But anyway, a Sunday morning. Also, just I love the simple. I mean, Tom, he really is just there to fill in, fill in the gaps. You know, fill in the, the kind of the empty spaces at points. He, some of his riffs are are good. They're solid, like just a girl, like we talked about. But here, there's just a very simple kind of just guitar lead that he plays, leading into the into the chorus and everything. It's, but he doesn't do anything. I just love the simplicity of his guitar playing. It's it's really really solid. I mean, just to start the song off, he's hitting those like two little harmonic fucking notes, right? The ding ding. Yeah. As this whole song drops in, and then the, the little upstrokes, the ding 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 ding. Yeah. Crisp. Good. Good stuff. And this guy comes from like the metal scene. He was a fucking metal guy. Came from metal yeah. bands, metalhead. Yeah. And then he goes into this ska music in the late '80s with no doubt, and it's just like it's a complete. But you hear it. You hear Jump. some of his, you, like, especially you on this album, too. 16, right? Yeah. There's some you heavy those shit kind of like there, chunkier yeah. riffs. Mm-hmm. Incredible. It's absolutely, dude, this album is incredible. This band is incredible, but it's still Gwen's band. Um, that was my 1B. That's your 1B, too? <laughs> that is my 1B as well. And the video, too. How can you not love the fucking video? Love the video. They filmed, Come on. They filmed it here in Anaheim. You know, I just, dude, it reminds me of being a kid. I, I, as weird as it sounds, growing up in that area, I forgot what park they filmed it at, but it looks like every other park in that area of Anaheim, Boyd yeah. Park. And it's just like, it's like, dude, I've been there. I, I know this. Like, I grew up here. I, I it, The nostalgia for the video is is unreal for me. It's, it's so fucking it's, unreal. It's like that park that's surrounded by condos that's a little bit dirty, but it's not too dirty where you don't yeah. want to go on the playground and... I don't know. It's just, it's a park. And then Let's on the go. weekends is fucking packed with parties. Like, oh yeah, you, you know are, what I mean. Like, you know, barbecuing and like you got to get there at six a.m. unless you're not getting a spot. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly. yeah, like this was the and back in the day. Like there was no reservations. You didn't like reserve the park, and especially in Anaheim, no. you don't fucking reserve a spot. You just fucking get there early as shit, and hope that you have more <laughs> family members than the person coming after you. That you just sit yeah. there all fucking day and, and save it. Until until the fucking sun goes down, like literally, you're there from six a.m. till about eight o'clock at night. Many many parties at the park. Yeah, so much fun, so much fucking fun. I mean, but yeah, never mind. I'm not gonna get more into that. But um, yeah, should I don't know. A, Sunday morning, we just transition this into a Gwen podcast. That would be, I'd be completely happy with that. Abandoning our entire format, everything we've built, gone. Gwen only. That's that's stupid. I'm for it. I'm for that's it. That's stupid. <laughs> all right. So, what do you have lyrically on Sunday morning? This is uh, again. So, like, this is this is also one that like Tony like really encouraged her. And I don't like their their relationship is weird. Was weird. Is weird. I've never I understood it. But like like 
I I kind of get it because like my parents were technically never married, but they were like very good friends like throughout my whole life. And the older yeah. I got, the more I thought like that's weird. Like why do you still talk to him? Like you were never together and you're like friends. And so like I kind of get it more now. But like damn, dude, like they're very they're still like very good friends. They're young. And they were young too. Yeah, and they were together for like you know, 7 when this years. Album came out. Yeah. Seven or eight years. But yeah, so Tony like really encouraged her to like, hey dude, it's fine. Let me have it. And like by saying let me have it, it wasn't like I'm admitting fault. It was just like let me have it. Let me know how you really felt about our relationship. Let it out. And Sunday morning is that because it's not quite a He's, breakup song, but it's more of like a song about like the changing of a person within the relationship, right? You're not the same person I thought you would be, I thought you were going to end up being, I that you became. And it's um, it's a little bit childish, but what I like about it is the progression. The progression of what she does, because she starts the sappy, pathetic little me, and then it kind of goes into, like, eventually it hits that bridge, and she's kind of like, she's kind of mad. She's kind of irritated. She's, annoyed. She's, she's like angry, right? Mm-hmm. She's I didn't think you had it in you, and now you're looking like I used to. And then it goes into that, yeah, you came with the breathe, that last chorus, but it's very aggressive. Like, you know, who I am, but who are you? It's very snotty. It's very yeah. snotty. It's, it's 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 very like matter of fact. Like I know who the fuck I am. Who the fuck are you? That's that's how I see it. I think it's a good progression. I think she does a great job. Like you said earlier, it's it's very relatable, but it's not cheesy. But also, I think she's a good storyteller when she's writing songs. Mm-hmm. Now, lyrically, I, I got something a little bit different. Like I feel like this is post breakup. This is this is the ex boyfriend or the ex in whatever situation trying to get the other person trying to get her back in this instance because in the end he wants what he can't have so he we've we've all kind of seen that you know in whether it's our own relationships or other relationships you know you always want what you can't have and after you break up you know we've all seen that and i feel like that that's what this song is about and and also going back to tony tony is like he's almost like the the pseudo producer when it comes to gwen's lyrics and maybe performance as well because a lot of the lyrics are written about him yet he's he shouldn't be the one that's like oh yeah you should he's he's the one pushing he's the one pushing her he's the ross robinson to to the limits yes he exactly he's the ross robinson of the group and when he doesn't need to be but he is he's the pseudo producer of gwen on this record and and also other no doubt records her first record for all some of her solo records as well um it's weird it's it is really weird how connect. I'm not weird. That's a bad word. It's but unusual. Just it's unusual. Yeah, how connected they are musically, um, especially considering yeah how long they were together. Seven years is a long time, man. Especially yeah. that young, that young. That seven years is a long time. So I don't know. Sunday morning, great, great song. Um, also, I, I will because I, uh-huh. I I could talk about this song for hours. But like like if you're if you're writing your work week. If you're writing a calendar on when you start work and when you end work, do you start your week on Sunday or do you end your week on Sunday? No, you start on Monday. So, like, if you're if you're writing a calendar, your calendar goes from Monday to Sunday, or your calendar goes from Sunday to Saturday. Oh, I, th- I thought you said work week. I thought you said work week. Well, the work week. Okay, so if you're writing a calendar, do you start it? I know, like, conventional calendars are from Sunday to it's Sunday. Saturday, Sunday, Saturday. So Sunday is the start of the week. Technically, yes. Because it's a big part of the song. Sunday morning. Yeah. Is this is this is this a new beginning? 
or is the end? I guess so. Yeah, that's a good way of yeah. And that we I both kind of had we both are in the same ballpark here, but like that I think that's a very important part is Sunday morning, because in you know a lot of, there's a lot starting of, starting fresh starting new. There's a lot of in yeah. Sunday mornings when you go to church, like you're starting new, you're, you're well, repenting and you're, you're doing true, things yeah. over and you're starting new here. So it could be it could be like. I'm I'm getting over this. I'm done with this. Let's start over. Or it could be like the end of something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I thought yeah. I thought that was really cool to call it Sunday morning. It could have been Saturday morning, Friday morning. Why Sunday morning? I like that. I like I like that. I like to think of it as like a, a new beginning, a new a new start. Just trying to be positive positive about it. Positive but vibes only. Anyway, okay. Sunday morning. Our it's both of our our number one banger bangers. One B whatever. So what is your uh, what's your two B? Not two even banger. fucking close. It's the best song. Uh, just a girl. I'm just a girl. Just a little old me. Is that is that also your two B? No, it's my three B. It's my three B. Okay. Close, but so what do you have on this one besides that um, riff? I mean, I mean, first of all, that riff is <laughs> that riff is almost everything. That riff is a lot. It's really, really good, and it showcases. It is, you know, Tom's kind of heavier side. It's a little bit, uh, it's 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 a little bit pop punky, but it's aggressive. It's aggressive, especially the little chuggy parts. That dan it, tick it, tick it, tick it, tick it, dan it, dan it, tick it, right? I mean, like it's it's a little aggressive. A little bit. It's but then you but then you throw in the keyboards with Eric, and it adds a little bit of like pop sensibility to it because without the without the keyboard the the riff would be nothing the riff is there but you have to have the keyboard to make it perfect and what it is see i don't i think i think this 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 intro this part is is two things i think it's just i think it's tom doing the riff and i think when adrian comes in with that beat in like the middle of the riff i think that makes the riff i think that makes it like holy shit that's a fucking cool riff and like goddamn. I don't know a lot about drumming, but what you just did there sounds complicated, and I love it because he doesn't come in in the beginning; he comes <laughs> in like right in the middle, doing. and it's, it's already like do do and he's already doing like fucking weird stuff, freestyling. I love it; it's good stuffs, good stuffs. Oh man, the riff, the riff. I just, I can't, I can't get over it. It's. I think the I think this riff is maybe the most iconic thing about no doubt musically without Gwen Stefani. Like you hear that riff, like what other song by no doubt do you hear the music from first and like instantly recognizes it as no doubt outside of this riff. I mean, there's a lot. There's a, uh, I get, I get what you're saying. Like what other fucking song? I don't know. Even I like the, like the, Hey baby, it. Hey baby. Like that's, that's Gwen, right? So like, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like everybody fucking knows that riff. I mean, when we're not talking about popular songs, I would say "Trapped in a Box." The riff in "Trapped in a Box." Get the fuck. It's pretty different. My God, you telling me like the, the the iconic no doubt riff that everybody recognizes, "Trapped in a Box." No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying like riffs that are that that you know you recognize you would recognize over. The Gwen's vocals, "Trapped in a Box" would be one of those. Yeah, it's not one of their more popular songs, but definitely that riff is 
the better part of the song for sure. It's fucking good, dude. <laughs> so it's just so weird. Like why? Why it's does so that weird. work? It's so weird. <laughs> I know. Maybe the weirdest fucking like that. That I'm trapped in a box. Maybe <laughs> their most like proggy song they've ever done. Oh, for sure. There's nothing like it. Also, when you read about it, like the lyrics were based off of like a poem that Tom had written in high school or something. So it's like, it's not even like, Gwen like almost has nothing to do with Trapped in a Box. Except for the like, fantastic I, vocal delivery. There are some great vocals. Yes, I will agree. There are some great, great vocals. It's all her woes. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> but also, so so back to Just, just a Girl, the buildup in the verse to the chorus, I never really thought about it until this week when I was breaking the record down in this song. But that buildup into the chorus is just, it's so subtle, but it's fucking amazing. Like, it just kind of, I've never heard such a great slow build like that. It, it, it's perfection from the verses into the choruses. And the chorus but is then fucking also, simple. The chorus yeah. is four notes. It just goes like, it, it hits yeah. that, it, it's, it's like three steps down, like, nah, nah, and then back up one, nah. And that's it. It's it's fucking yeah, simple. You're right. It's 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 relying one hundred percent on Gwen. She's driving this chorus forward. But you're right. I do love that build up because the build up is it's what is it like fucking maybe a second long, half a second. It's like nothing. It's just it happens. No, it's a little subtle. bit longer than that. A little bit it, longer than that. It's like the world forced me to hold your hand, and that's the build up. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about no, no. There's a build up even before that. Like the the chords start to open up a little bit. And then it drops into that that transition, but there's a little bit little bit of things opening up, and then it goes into it. Because Adrian's hit those kind of like disco important. beat, that little like like that waltz, that, that like bass, you know, hi hat snare, hi hat bass, yeah, like, that that sound. He's doing but that even the Tom way I stand. Too. Tom's doing it too. Tom's opening up a little bit. The whole band is, and then she kind of crescendos into the chorus. It's it's fucking the the songwriting on this song is is is. That's good. <laughs> it's good. It really is phenomenal, and and, and then also the um, the the solo. You know, I really think it's just a keyboard solo, right? It's not Tom like using an effect, right? It's the keyboard. I think so. But, but the solo is fucking yeah. awesome. Or maybe it's like maybe the the key the keyboard and the guitar are just playing the same. They're just like note matching each other, but. I love the chorus too. It's so simple. It's just like a, like a glorified guitar lead, and like you know, very Offspring esque, and I fucking love it. I fucking love that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I oh, I, I I think this song is fantastic in so many ways, and above all else, I think this showcases why Gwen is is should be in the conversation of of female fronted bands that are like. Why does Brody get so much fucking? Uh, from the Praise. Stillers, that band sucks, dude. That band's fucking yeah, trash. That band really sucks. And she's a trash singer. Like, I don't know why the fuck people even talk about that band in any capacity. Because she had me. a mohawk. I don't know. Yeah, like, is that it? Because like Gwen and she like, dated, embraced and her she personal Tim? fucking taste and 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 sexuality and I guess feminine side. I don't know. Like, why does uh, it fucking irritates me? It really irritates me. But also, and Gwen it, didn't like. She wasn't like a sex icon. She wasn't. She didn't. She embraced. She she embraced. She embraced her sexuality, but not to 
not in a way that like Britney Spears or like you mentioned earlier, TLC ever did. She was very, it was not, I don't want to say girl next door. That's called, that's called like owning it in the fucking nineties. It was. TLC was, was a product of their, their label for sure. And Britney Spears as we did on the pod. That was just, that was like borderline pedophilia. That's fucking weird. Yeah. That was terrible. And like that listen through was not that, that her first album was not fun. Weird. No, that was. But like Gwen, like embraced it and she owned it, and that was her. That was like her thing that she wanted to be, and that's what she wanted people to see her as, and that's what just that was just her. Like you look at those Kelsey Fullerton fucking shows, right? Prior to to Beacon Street in like ninety two, ninety one, when they first yeah, those shows were rad. That's that was her. She was still wearing the same shit. She was still doing the same shit. She was still talking the same way. So what do you have lyrically on on just a girl? And like that's the best part is like just a girl is is her kind of railing on all of that. She's a little bit irritated, and you can hear kind of the inflection in her voice later on. She gets a little bit, I don't want to say whiny, but more kind of like like why that's all you let me be, but more yeah. you know I, like whiny is a bad term, but like desperate. It whiny. was more like kind of like desperation. Like why do you? It, but not like desperate in a negative way, just desperate, like a curious, like a curiosity. Like, why won't you let me be? Yes. Yeah, exactly. And like the, the cover art of, of that, I mean, or that short, like, iconic dress, which supposedly Lou Dog had bit a hole in because he was a violent Dalmatian. But like supposedly Lou Dog bit a hole <laughs> in that same dress one time while she was wearing it in one of the photo shoots they were doing with Sublime. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want to just jump into the album cover real quick? Let's do it. Because a couple of fun fun facts here, which we've talked about in the past, but one being that Eric Stefani is on the album cover, which I didn't even realize until a couple of years ago when we actually yeah. when we did this record on, on on a Lost episode. But yeah, Eric Eric Stefani is on the cover. He's in the back. He's not facing the camera. He's looking kind of he's looking to the side. And, you know, they're in an orange grove. Gwen Stefani is, is in the foreground. The rest of the guys are in the back, kind of forgotten, you know. Um, but also, you know, the, the image of Gwen Stefani there, this kind of like pinup looking girl, is just so intriguing to to a young man or probably is intriguing to a lot of young men. And you and I can both agree on that, right? That's what That's what drew you in. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it also wow, has that kind band, of like Americana band of guys, look to it. This band of guys hired this model to like pose in front of the record, right? That's that's what you see when you first like look at mm-hmm. this record, knowing nothing about this band. True, but then once you look deeper, you're like, oh, I see the rotten oranges there in the corner. Like, there's a lot of weird. There's a lot of like deeper. There's there's a deeper meaning to the to the artwork for sure. I see the rotten oranges is like out with the old, in with the new, right? The trees dying. Like the guys are in the background, that's the old guard. That's just like your stereotypical, you know, yeah. male fronted band going out, going the way the Buffalo is in MacPS great album, and then female fronted bands are going in the forefront, and she's like owning herself, yeah. and she looks great, and but like that's that's who she is, and she's wearing those fucking like what's she wearing like bowling shoes or some shit? No, they're, no, they're, she's wearing like heels of some of of, a, of like. Like platform fat fucking or laces, like, that. like she is like it's yeah. the '80s, and it's dude. This this album cover is unreal. It's it's amazing. No, you're right. It is bowling shoes. I'm looking at them right now. Are, they're bowling shoes, they're, right? They're like they're like roll. They're like they're Ronald like old McDonald school bowling shoes. shoes or something. Yeah, 
like the high yeah, tops. Are. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I also never realized Eric was in the the, the group photo because you, you don't count them, right? And then as a, as a kid, yeah, you don't sit there. And be he's like, definitely oh, in the all, back. Look at the five guys in the background. Like, no, you're staring at Gwen and like everything. It's a bright red dress, dude. Come on. Yeah, but and also the 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 tree is dying too in the picture. Yeah. So so it goes along with you saying like, you know, dying the dying of the old guard, and her coming up, or like you know the more feminist. Thing coming up so it's it's a cool it's a cool album album cover for sure i think it's a, i think it's absolutely amazing also a fun little fact the the dress that she wore was actually in the fender museum in fullerton so there yes there is a fender museum the guitar I've fender. been there yeah i've been there too and it's a cool little cool little spot it's amazing but her dress her dress was on display there until 2005 and then it was stolen uh, they never found who stole. I, as far as I can tell, they never found out who stole the dress. But the, that red dress was stolen from the the museum. So, yeah, that's a fun little fact. But anyway, 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 anyway. just a girl. You, we have anything else on this one? Just a girl. I, I like I like when she says I like when she says Am I making myself clear? But she goes <laughs> Am I making myself? And then everybody stops and it's just clear. clear. This is like. <laughs> Like to me, that's that's her writing a song to make sure that people are listening. And I'm making myself clear is one thing, but I'm making myself everybody be quiet, clear. You know what I mean? That's what you do to a child. Yeah. That's how you like scold the child. Like, do you fucking hear me? Yes, I hear you. But do you hear me? Right? You get more authoritative. And that's that's how I that's how I always listen to that. Was I'm mean, making myself clear, like boop. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes, you are. I'm sorry. But then she also ends the song the same way. Mm-hmm. When she says clear, when it's I've just her it by herself. Here, or she says here. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, not but that's clear. her frust. That's her frustration. Like she's fucking done, dude. She's irritated with it, and she's not even. But she's also, but, but at the end, she also sounds exhausted when she says here at the end. Here, like she just sounds like defeated or exhausted or, but I get it. It's just like constantly being pushed down because you are a girl. Like at the end of the song, it's just she can't get her point across. So she's. She and does it, sound a little bit. The fact that she is like overly sexualized because of the way she dresses, but that's like why, and that's that's I don't know. That, I think "Just a Girl" is 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 maybe like one of the more complex songs they've ever done because this is very like semi charm kind of life thing, where like everyone's like oh do 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 do, but it's about like you know doing a fuck ton of drugs and getting all fucked up. And "Just a Girl" is kind of the same way. Like it's oh it's cute. Like I'm just a girl, but like. It's about her being really, really pissed off about being a girl in a male-dominated society. Yeah. So good. And again, why does she fucking get more credit? <laughs> it's true. And no offense I to mean, Bikini Kill, but that band is not good. I just don't like them. No, they're not very good. They're not very good. I don't good. like them. And it's weird because the music is actually really good, with no doubt. Like, like if the music's good, like it, it should kind of like... The whole feminist thing and the whole girl power thing shouldn't really make a difference. Like, if the band, the songs, the music is all good, it shouldn't really matter. Like, like when we did Bomb Pops a while back, you know, we we didn't really touch upon the fact that oh, this is a female fronted band. I mean, the two singers are are women, and right. and but we focus more on the music and the lyrics and all that kind of stuff. And not, but for whatever reason, with no doubt, I guess it's just the the, the times, you know, in the early nineties. We only really focus on that aspect of her be of it being a female fronted band, but there's so much more to the band. I mean, than just I 
it's, it's like you said earlier. It's because they're not punk. And, and as we know, punkers going to punk. Punkers going to be gatekeepy fucks. And that's all punkers do. And that's what punkers are. Maybe that was a gatekeepy comment. I don't care. But punkers going to punk. That's what they do. If you're not punk, then you're not punk. I don't give a fuck. All right. So just a girl. So, that's all so I got mad. on this I get one. so mad. I get so, so defensive. I'm mad. I'm, I'm mad, Ty. I'm mad. What's your two be? Right. Maybe some spider web. Stupid. The opener. Spider okay. webs. Come on. Come that's on. Fine. Will you hate this song? Uh, it's my second to last B. It's a stinker, but uh, are you serious? No. Oh, the, where, where does this one sit? My four B. Okay, low, but that's fine. Okay. We'll uh, we'll work on that. Um, so yeah, spider webs. Great fucking opener. It's it's kind of like this like this ska kind of this ska kind of thing with the big horns and everything and then it drops into like this third wave ska and it just the, the way this 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 song jumps genres is really fucking rad it does it in a very very seamless way the i love the guitar during the verses too there's like that like pinch harmonic thing that that tom does super fucking metal but it works it works so fucking well is it him doing um, that little that, that little like wait like, like that little noise, yeah. The, the squeal, the squeal. Oh yeah, that's one hundred percent is Tom. That's it's so that's crisp. As, that's like if you took a Zach Wild squeal and then chopped it up into like fifty pieces, it only took one piece because it's so fucking <laughs> quick. It's just wink. That's it. So I've it's always so thought it was tight. just. I've always thought it was Eric on the keys going wink like that. No, that no, that is definitely the guitar. Wink. It's so quick. Yeah, that's. Well, but also that, that it's just that I'm not even doing it right when I'm trying to vocalize it, but do it again. But no, it's, it's, it's just the, 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 that kind of palm muted wah thing that Tom's doing. And then that last note that he hits is that, that, that pinch, that pinch harmonic right there. And you get that fucking squeal. Oh, it's so good. So funny. it's that Zach Wild shit. Oh man. It's good. Good, good good stuff um yeah spider webs also when it drops into the chorus too adrian's just doing this that open hi-hat snare hit that walk in and, and then just that kind of like when she says walking into a spider web the way she's singing it too is very kind of you know walking a scale you know what i mean yeah. like a vocal scale walking or whatever kind of scale webs. musical scale yeah it's it, it just kind of has that kind of that walking feel to it yeah it's super simple, super, super simple, but it, the way she, she, she puts it all together with the lyrics is, I think it's just great songwriting right there for sure. But yeah. I, I love, I've always loved Spiderwebs. Great opener, great, I don't want to say it's a great thesis statement to the rest of the record, but it's just a fucking it's a great, great opener. opener. It's, it's a great opener. Yeah. Yeah. Like, 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 like. It has the sky my, elements. It's fucking. My favorite part has always been like the, uh, like you need it's all your fault with like ding and ding and ding like the background like everyone else is kind of doing oh, that yeah. ding ding and ding like that like rolling galloping line that they do that riff mm-hmm. I've just, yeah. I fucking dude I love that so much and then like the the I don't know but when it goes like wow it swells into those are we gonna oh my now am I getting that's why I was like I love that I love that swell I know. Right? Sorry, I also I'm love the way. I, 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 in the chorus too. I mean, just breaking down the chorus, you know, 
it's just the sorry i'm not home right now i'm walking in in spider webs so yeah. leave a message and i'll call you back just the way she kind of it's not just like this da na 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 it's just she 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 rings out the notes Dude, in the right spots swagger, to where man. it's unique she's got yeah swagger. a likely story but leave a message na 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 just in the middle of the chorus she kind of she she changes it up a little bit you know rings out some of the no- not rings out some of the notes but i guess yeah maybe that's the right word she kind of extends some of the notes out to where it's not so staccato and just kind of like bum 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 bum. It's fucking good, man. Well, let me ask you great. this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What? What ask did you ask what? prior? I don't. Maybe you did because you're a fucking dork or some boring kid. Um, what did you think <laughs> that she said in the chorus? Because I can tell you exactly what I think she said, and I still sing it like that to this day, even though I know the correct lyrics. The only part of the chorus that I've never really that I, it's, it's the first line. The first line has always confused me. The sorry I'm not home right now. Everything else I, I I sing along to. Okay, so here's 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna enlighten you with some with some carnal knowledge here. So I've always known sorry I'm not home right now because she says that is fuck you can pick that yeah. apart easy. Um, I'm walking, that was sorry I'm not home right now. I'm walking in the spider web. So leave a and then I thought so leave a messy jam. I'll call you back. That's what I a thought she said. Messy jam. Yeah, and then okay. it gets better. So so leave a messy jam. I'll call you back, and then just words. Oh, oh duh, you stew river. <laughs> it doesn't even sound right. <laughs> oh duh, you stew river. Leave a messy jam. I'll call you. Or leave a messy jam. Call you back. It wasn't all call you back. It was leave a messy jam. Call you back. <laughs> You sound like you sound like Kevin in the office when he when he's trying to uh, shorten words to save time. You know what I'm talking about? It was one like the and they call him in the office and they said, "Yeah, you're not saving any time because now it's taking more time to figure out what you actually said rather than you just saying it fucking normal the first time." That's what you sound like. I'm telling you, dude. Oh, da, you stew river. You'll never hear it the same again. Uh, Oda Stew River. Oda, you Stew River. Leave a messy jam. Call you back. <laughs> oh, like da, unlikely you story. Unlikely. Like it's not even. It doesn't even. Oda likely. You, you, Oda and likely don't even. It's not even the same. The same uh, oh, vowels. Le- oh, leave a messy jam. Call you back. <laughs> messy jam. Ah, oh, so good. I love this that's, that, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So stupid. I, I still, I, I, I swear to you, I still say, oh, that you stew river. Oh, that you stew river. Yields her. Oh, man. Yeah, that's my, uh, I don't know, that's my. That is stupid. Three, four, that's my 4B, 4B. Your 4B. All right, Did so what do you have lyrically on this one? Where are, we, where are we going here with this one? Well, are, it's my, it's my 1B. What, what? This is your 1B? Spider was your 1B? Oh no 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 no! It's my two B. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Sunday morning is my Sunday morning is your one B. That's yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. That, that's so what do you have lyrically on spider webs? Yeah. Spider webs. Yeah, this is this is supposedly about like somebody who was like basically like, harassing uh, Gwen, and she wrote a song about it. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that. I don't know if I buy that because it's, it's written with Tony, and I think it's just a good. I think it's a good way just to like embrace the female fronted pop star here. I, that's what this comes off. It comes off as a little bit cheesy to me, to be honest. 
because walking yeah, into I mean, spider webs, like I don't know, I don't know. I, it just seems disingenuous. The the lyrics don't make sense to me. The lyrics don't make sense to to the title, you know, because I feel like it, it's kind of about a stalker or somebody who's just not leaving her alone. And then the spider webs makes it seem like she's like in. I guess she's kind of entrapped the guy. Uh, I guess maybe I'm wrong. Because maybe like, she's she's about, entrapped like, the guy in, the guy. in her own spider web, trying to trap her, or somebody calling her and bothering her and, and and pestering her. It just seems it just seems too on the nose. No, uh, maybe. So I don't know. Maybe no, whatever. So spider webs, my number two, your four B. What do you got for your three B? Uh, uh, sixteen. You're only sixteen, and you. And I feel something. <laughs> 16 is my 5B. <laughs> so let's get into that. What do you got? I, I like I like that I I continuously choose to ignore the lyrics of songs that I've listened to a thousand times because I don't care. But mm-hmm. um I like this one because this is very this is very like like kind of like reggae tone and rock steady like that you bring a that's very much like that dance hall sound and this is before they even decided to even go in that direction so these are like the blueprints of where they were going and that's why i think that like uh return of saturn is a better iteration of that before they get to rock steady and go full-blown like pop rock steady and dance hall and shit but yeah i that's 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 why i like this song Dude, that that wow. bass lick though, the bass lick is super fucking rad. It's run through some like cool effects. I don't know what kind of effects, but um, it's super heavy. Yeah, it's it's something you don't normally hear from the band, and uh, and and I like it for that. Also, the organ effect that that uh, Eric is playing during the verses. You know, I'm a sucker for the organ. It doesn't sound like a full blown organ thing, but it's there, and I'm a sucker for it in those verses. Also that that groovy beat and the groovy beat and and the ska thing that's going on too is fucking it's solid and then it drops into the heavier chorus but even even though you know the bass and and the drums are a little bit heavier the melody is still very poppy and catchy and and I do like that contrast it, it in a weird way it kind of reminds me of Weezer you know the the melodic vocals with the heavier guitars and everything that's yeah. kind of what how what I would compare this to. Like sweater song. In a right? very, very loose way. And it or just any Weezer early Weezer song. The pop melody with the heavier guitars. But it's in a very, very loose way on on, on this No Doubt song. And then I also want to touch upon Adrian's snare tone. Fucking amazing. I, I just I fucking love his snare. His snare. I'm an absolute sucker for it. It's I good. say it all the time. I don't care. It's good. His his, well, his good, drum, good. the drum tones on that they got on this record are just phenomenal. Fucking. That's phenomenal. because Adrian's a punker who wants to play ska, and that's that's why it's great. <laughs> but it's forced that's to why, play pop. But yes. well, not not now. This is this is a, this is a punk album that's trying to be ska. It's not third wave, right? Because even like the the mm-hmm. uh, so like the Boston's had already had several albums prior to this, but like the biggest. There's Boston's like no albums, third wave on here though. 97 but like like people think this is third wave where like third yeah. wave is more pop focused and more goofy um this exactly. is like punkers trying to be ska 
Like they're not trying to be third wave. These are punkers trying to be Scott. This is not fucking that stupid two tone shit. That is absolutely but this is, garbage. But this, this is, is still punkers trying to, to be Scott. This is more two tone than it is third wave. This should have been third wave ska. This this is what it should have been. This is but it morphed into something garbage, and that's why Sublime is so great because that is what third wave should have been. But it morphed into which I like. Kind of, I shouldn't say that anymore because I don't like them as much as I do anymore as I used to. Uh, Lesson Jake, like Lesson Jake, is what, yeah. like third wave ska. It's eventually morphed into like Mustard Plug, like that that sound, which is still good. Um, but like this is this is better. This is so much better. And sixteen, dude, like this is. I love those synths. Those synth hits are fucking great. They're perfect. That's very, very. That's very reggae. Right, that's yeah. that's fucking very yeah, totally. very reggae, and they throw them off, and they kind of like let it bleed out a little bit. It, it, I hitting, put my hands down. Like, the, you it, can't see my hands, but like, it's hitting it on the off a little beat. bit. That's what it is. But they're not quick, like dink 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 hits, like dink dink. So like a little bit longer, yeah. and that like that like half a second, that quarter of a second makes all the difference. And like the entire time, everyone's just really grooving. Everyone's grooving. They're having a lot of fun. The background harms are great. But two things this song has that are my favorite on the album. One are the trombone. The, or the trombone is the trombone. The trombone mm-hmm. slides, dude, they're subtle. The that brown, that Dalia <laughs> slide, man, that's like some Willie Cologne shit. That is some like Latin flair yeah. into like this song. That's what like elevates this into a better song. And also the solo, man, this solo is so good. I love how this like whole song builds up and it stops and cuts. To like radio thing, like oh, or, or, I don't know what the fuck they say. I always like do the cop thing again, like uh, we don't need to whisper, and then it goes into that solo. We're doing our waves. Like it's wanky, but it's also like cute and endearing. Like you, it's like a kid. Like like show me your solo, bro. What do you got? You know, like you know, he practiced that shit over and over and over. Everything you just described about that solo sounded literally nothing like the solo. You did the angel and airwaves thing. You went that wee wee wee, like everything just. That's everything how the that solo starts. The solo like the starts. Solo. The solo starts because of the sp- <laughs> it, it description of it. Radio it broadcast wild. thing. It goes. It, you, the, you know what I'm talking about? Like the no, radio, I get it. I I know exactly. That's what it no, sounds I know ex- like. I know exactly what you're talking about because I know the song, but the way you described it. It was not, it sounded nothing like this. And, and the solo starts, it doesn't go like, it doesn't lead up into the solo, right? It's not like eruption where it's like, yeah. it's immediate. It, it, like, go. Like, that's what, that's what kids do. That's what, like, that's what, like, I did when I started learning how to play guitar and, and, and trying to learn how to play solos. Like, I immediately dropped into a solo. There's no nuance to it. And there's no nuance to this. And that's cute. That's 16. That's what 16-year-olds do. That like bleeds into the overall concept of the song, which is not quite about just being 16, but like that's I think that's fucking amazing. I love it. Just a kid trying to have fun, just a band trying to have fun in a genre that's still not really established and they're still paving the way. Yes. Oh, that yes. sounds good. And lyrically, I I think this is her reflecting on being younger, being 16, thinking thinking at the time she knows what life is about how her life needs to needs to progress. But then now that she's, you know, a little bit older, she's seeing how naive she was and and how immature she was for, for thinking those things, I guess, those those particular things. So 
I feel like that's what it's about. And that's very, that's very relatable. I mean, cause when you're 16, even 18 years old, you think, Oh fuck, I know everything. I know, I know where my life's headed. And then 25 years old, you're like, fuck dude, I was a moron when I was 18 years old, 16 years old. I think that's, that's what this song is about. Yeah, I mean, like you're right. You're right. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not about being 16. It's about her being pissed off at people that treat you like you're 16. Even though you're maybe 16. <laughs> well, because like not all 16 year olds are created equal. They're not. That's they, true. That's just true. Because you're 16. But most, most are dumb. Well, they're all dumb. If you're 16, you're dumb. You may be yeah. less dumb than other 16 year olds, but you're still fucking. You may fuck you know you're 16. But I, I, I do think it's about like her reminiscing on being 16 and people telling her because especially because she was already in no doubt they were already jamming when she was 16 so like mm-hmm. the way she dressed at 16 with the i don't even know if i'm calling it the the, the crop tops i'm yeah, pretty tops, sure yeah. i'm pretty sure sports that's bras. what they're called crop top sports bras yeah i think essentially it was just a sports bra a crop, a crop top and sports bra are the same thing right like do you wear a sports bra no crop-top? they're different no because because the sports bra has support that, that's what it is. The, the sports bra has the support. The crop tops are just a. So a crop top is you, you, you just cut a t-shirt. You ruin you you ruin a t-shirt. Is what's happening. Essentially, yeah, essentially. Or you're paying full price for a third of a t-shirt. Uh, correct. That's my understanding of it. You should never pay full price for a third of a t-shirt. It's true. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't. I don't know. This song's great. This, that I, that's okay. what I think it's about. It's just about her not being sixteen, but her reminiscing on being sixteen and her remembering, like, yeah, man, when I was sixteen, all these motherfuckers tell me what I should be and should not be doing, what I should and shouldn't be wearing, and how I should or should not be acting. Fuck them. Good fuck. Doesn't Taylor Swift have a have a really popular song called Sixteen as well? I think it's fifteen. Fifteen. Oh, I, like I think you're right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, like, like right. the more I, I, I try and pretend that I... Here's my quick rant on, on Taylor Swift. The more I, I, I think that I like Taylor Swift, and then I, I realize, like, the, the better role models that that she has, like, drawn inspiration from, it's like, man, dude, you just... Not that great. Not that great. <laughs> I mean, she has some it. really catchy songs, but, damn, I, I, I think she's very overrated, for sure. I'll take I'll take Lil Kim over Taylor Swift any day. Well, I don't know about that, dude. I'll take the Gwens over Taylor Swift any day. I would take the Gwens over over Taylor, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. We don't need to go down that road. We'll do we'll do Taylor Swift eventually on the podcast. We, again, we did one of her albums once, but it's a lost episode. But we'll do it again. We'll do it. That again. Was, that, that was a good one because there was four of us. I loved it. There was, yeah, you hated it. The other guy on the pod, friend of the pod, Ryan, Sean, had no idea what was going oh, on. Yeah, and then Sean and the, loved it. And the other guy on the pod fucking really hated you for hating it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that he was did. good. God, maybe I should like, maybe I should, re, you know, get into that episode again and repost it because that was that was that, that was, was a, fun a good one. Because he was, was like legitimately one, yeah. mad at you for hating so much of it. <laughs> I know he was pissed. And then Ryan just had no idea what was going on. Never even heard the record before. It's like, it's like we were speaking fucking, I don't know, Mandarin or something. You had no idea what was going on. <laughs> All right. So that uh, 16 was your 3B, right? Yeah, that was my 3B. Okay. So my 3B was Just a Girl. Uh, your 4B was Spiderwebs, right? Yeah, that was my 4B. Okay. So 
my 4B is a song we haven't talked about, and that is Excuse Me, Mister. That is my 4B. Excuse me, Mister, you got things all wrong. This is a little more punk focused. I get it. Makes sense. Definitely. Second track. I mean, it, this is a good. I don't. I don't want to say a throwback, but a good, just kind of typical, no doubt song. What you would have expected off of Beacon Street and possibly their first record too. It's. I like. I like how straightforward it is. You, the punk ska thing, um, especially with the guitar playing. The guitar playing is more the power. The 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 bigger power chords. The, nobody's trying to church anything up. Um, the chorus is pretty damn catchy too. Because who does? I mean. You, we both just sang it. The excuse me, yeah. Mister. It's God, it's really fucking so catchy. Bro. No, it, this is like I said. This is definitely like a more punk focused song. It's a little bit darker than like most mm-hmm. of the other songs on this album. Like it's I don't know, it's not. I don't want to say heavier or chuggier. It's a little bit darker because like the first part of like that like thing is just kind of like. It's circusy, but like a fucking fucked up circus, which is interesting yeah. because later on they'll get really circusy with it, which is so good. Yeah, and that bridge, that bridge Ugh. is very circusy, with the, with the horns and shit. And but so is this. It's almost like the same yeah. exact thing, except like this is just in like a minor key, whereas like the bridge is like in a major key. So it's the same part. It's just like that's, well, that's the power of notes, dude. Like that's that is that's cool. <laughs> It's cool. It's good. It's a good song. Re- really, the, the the circusy bridge is definitely a good throwback to their first record because that first record has a lot of circusy. I don't want to say themes, but but feel to it. Um, but overall, this is just a good pop, punk ska track. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have. I don't think it's like super deep of a song musically. It's just it's a ton of fun, and that's what I want. I. Because there, there, there are a lot of complexities to this record, and some of them do fall short. Some of them are just kind of like, ugh, dude, this is a fucking five and a half minute song for what? For what reason? You know? Um, I just, I love the straightforward, the straightforwardness of this song of "Excuse Me, Mister," but I, I, I don't think it's too deep. I, I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I, I do think like musically it's deep. I don't think lyrically it's deep, but I do think like musically it is deep because. Like I said, I think the only difference between the song and its bridge is just like the bridge is the same exact song, just in a minor key. So you're hearing, yeah, you're hearing what you just heard throughout the entire song. But now, like, if we just alter like the musicianship a little bit, it gets an entirely different feel to the song. But then, like, how do you transition out of that bridge, right? They transition out of that bridge pretty damn good. The, the little you time, and she like slows it down, and then everything slows down. But then like a little of your time, yeah. Then everything kicks me go. Like that's essentially what has happened. That's like the punker version of like go. But, yeah, like, that's true. Up nicely. That's a good point. It's a good song. <laughs> it's a good pretty, point. Pretty, pretty good. I love this um, song. Good song. I do too. I, it's my yeah. Like I said, it's my four B. But I mean, honestly, after this song, uh, Oof. okay, all right, here we go. Let's. I don't know. The, 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 the really the album is, I don't want to say it's top heavy, but it's single heavy. Let's just say that the stuff outside the singles, they're what not bad speak? by any means. What would be is don't, don't speak, speak is my, my eight my my six B. Oh man. So, so we've already talked about my my five beat my first five Sunday morning spiderwebs, just a girl excuse me, sixteen and then don't speak is my my six my six beat. 
Okay. Well, let me let me change your mind at least. I guess at least one of these because one of the I, I, okay. So let's if we don't talk you just about anything else, my mind, don't speak. That's that's all you want to trip on my on. Don't well, don't speak. It's just not a good song. That's the that's the worst song <laughs> on the album. It's not. But, but let me let me change your mind on on the song when uh, world go round. World go round. That's hard to say. World. That's a weird word. World. 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 I don't like world. that. Kyle. World. world. Kyle. World. World. Kyle. Kyle. World. Does it sound weird to you? Does world sound weird to you? <laughs> yeah. When, when we're weird, saying it like weird, this. Weird. Weird. Say weird world. Weird world. And then really yeah, focus on, on weird. say weird world, but really focus on the way your lips look to somebody else as you're saying it. Go. Weird world. Yeah. <laughs> Feel weird? Weird. Weird world. Dude, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> world. World. Go. I feel like when I'm saying world, like I had like a like a Sylvester Stallone like thing going like uh, Adrian. Where. We're world go round. Yeah. yeah, like down the bottom. Yeah, world go round is my five B. This is the one. Uh, if, what 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 B is this for you? I guess I should say. So it's not a B. It's not a B. So I okay. So I have eight. I have eight Bs, and then I have, I have four or I'm sorry, six eh, filler filler bangers. Let's just say that let's call them filler bangers. Six filler bangers, eight bangers. Okay. And this is my number one of the filler bangers. Uh, world go w- round is my world world go round. Yes. Okay, that's fine. So, like, I've always considered this as a slow jam song. Like, this is their, this is their kind of like bluesy number. This is the 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 thing that they maybe start rehearsals with because there's a lot of room for for squirrely bass lines or cool like guitar leads or Adrian to like go off on or Gwen to kind of like scat to. There's a lot of things here for everybody in the band to do what they want to do and warm up for everything. So yeah. I, I I think it's just got a lot of good things to jam to. Tony shows off some really rad bass lines, right? Because he's doing those higher hammers, oh, yeah, like the do 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 Like those things are cool. He had not done that in the pro- on any of the prior albums, and he had not really like showcased that on this album until now. And like, there's aggressive synth here, super aggressive synth, and Adrian's True. fills, fucking great. He has absolutely phenomenal fills. That's why I think this is their jam song. That's why I like it so much. And I really don't mind like the big buildup to like dramatic ending. I like it. It's orchestral. It's fine. I like it. I mean, I, like I get it. it. Adrian's Adrian's drums are very tight. They they're kind of reminiscent of like the verses I was mentioning in Sunday morning. The the closed hi hat, the really just kind of groove he has there. And and I get it. And then it opens up a bit, you know, just like Sunday morning does with the open hi hat. The bass playing is it's it's good. There's some really good, awesome bass playing from Tony, but the melodies don't they do nothing for me. Like that it doesn't build into like a chorus like just a girl does or even don't speak. You know, it's just they don't it doesn't build into something gr- more grand. Not to say it's bad by any means cuz it's not bad, but it's just no doubt is a lot of just good. Like most of their music is good. Some of it is great and perfect, but most of it's good. It's like, it's like 70, 30, 70 good, 30% banger. Perfect. That's, that's what no doubt is. See, that's what they just do a lot of like, just like filler banger. That's what makes this song so good is that they're, they're, they're much like sublime. They're in uncharted territory. They don't know what they're doing. They don't care. 
they're they're wearing their influences on their sleeves and they're doing a jam song that's not pop punk that's not quite like two-tone but it's still kind of got like reggae influences and they're just they're just doing this and it doesn't really go anywhere but it doesn't have to like who cares it's fine it's a long song but it's the ride yeah it's not that what do they say it's not the destination but the the journey the, is the destination. But the journey, yes. exactly. The journey is the destination. Hate that line, but that's that's getting close to being on the no no list. But that's true. You know, we'll, that's true. But it's so we'll true because people forget. I think you forgot. That's fine. I don't forget things, but um, I'm looking. I'm look, just real quick. I, I kind of on a side note, I'm looking at the no doubt Spotify on tragic for tragic kingdom, and. Don't Speak has 604 or wait, yeah. 604 million streams outside of the singles. Outside of the singles, they're getting under 10 million compared to 604 million. I, I just I just Speak. I just pulled it up right now. You see that shit? And then That's, Just a Girl has 245 million. Spiderwebs I mean, has 77 million. Sunday Morning is 49 million. Most everything else is under 10 million. So like Don't like, Speak has more streams than under the entire album combined. Yes. Oh, well, yeah. Like even even Sunday morning at 49 million streams is more than almost everything combined. Piece of shit. Dude, that shit's wild. Yeah. Dude, that's <laughs> Don't Speak just... has so much. <sighs> and, I, I, and I don't even live in Southern California anymore to where I'm like, inundated with don't speak probably playing on k-rock every hour on the hour dude, all the time dude don't speak i'm jack and i FM. still don't even like it that much because it sounds like that fucking what yeah. is the aerosmith song that it's the oh uh dream, dream on. on yeah dream on even though dream on is like uh, their best song you think dream, dream on is really aerosmith's is... best song oh yeah i mean uh, okay oh, so i'm not a big aerosmith boy. fan but okay. I'm, I'm just i'm all just right. basing this okay. off of the singles basing this okay. off of the singles Dream On is the best single. Come on, man. Okay. I, I will say, like, like, like Jenny's Got a Gun or whatever that song, the stupid song's called. You probably love that song. Dream On. Dream On. I mean, that, that, that's off their first album. I don't know how. Because that first album's very bluesy and very cool. But that song, dude, the Dream On is garbage. It's garbage. It's not a bad song. It's not a bad song. It's garbage. It's trash. Anyway. 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 Oh, and two. We'll go around. Whatever, whatever. Yeah, what others? What others? Do you like? Do you like Happy Now? Are you happy now? Yeah. Do you not like what Happy about? Now? Happy Now. I love Happy Now. Happy I think Now. Other songs are bangers. Are you kidding me? This is gonna be this is gonna be a perfect fucking score for me. So, wait, Happy Now is your seven B? My seven B. Yeah. That's my seven B. It's below. Don't speak, dude. Well, it is. Yeah, because it's not better <laughs> as good as Don't Speak is. <laughs> Like below is not better. It is better than Don't Speak. It's not. No, it's not know. better. No, I'm. What I'm saying. What, what I'm saying is, Happy Now is not as good as Don't Speak. That's what I'm saying. Don't Speak is better. I think that's the biggest takeaways. I, you're, I, just, you're I confused. don't. I don't think Don't Speak is is. I honestly don't think that's that great of a song. I just don't. I don't think it goes anymore. I think it's okay. way too cheesy, even for a ballad like that. I just don't think it's very good. Okay, whatever. That's fine. We don't have to take a deep dive into that. Oh the God. only thing I really want to take out of happy happy now because there is the question yeah. mark remember are you happy now happy. that's a question no. are you happy now happy now are you happy now show me uh, how 
the 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 real takeaway from this song is that the the main riff is fucking white wedding from Billy Idol. Like, come on, man, that is that is fucking white wedding, and that's a little annoying because it's not that great of a song, um, and no doubt is better than that. They really are better than that. Uh, is it though? I th- I think you're, you're confusing is. like. White- I think you're confusing note matching with like aesthetic. I think aesthetically, yeah, like dude, it's so close. It's so close. It is. I mean, like it, like it sounds similar. It's like aesthetically, it sounds like they drew inspiration from it, but I mean, it doesn't sound the same. But yes, I can definitely hear the comparisons. Come on, come on. Note matching, no. Aesthetically, yes. (sighs) I think you're you're uh, you have your Gwen. You ever Gwen goggles on? <laughs> no doubt goggles on. I I I NDG's on. I, I've actually had my my Gwen goggles like like LASIK to my eyeballs, so they were never coming off. <laughs> that's so dumb. Well, that's fact. So uh, I don't know. I do you want to talk about? Do you want? To, do you want to I wrap it up? What do you want to I do? Think, I I think this is has run its course here. I, I think we're pretty. Yeah, fine. I think we I think we've exhausted pretty, this. Pretty good. We've I been going for about an hour and a half. I feel. So. I don't think I don't have any of the must-haves or must must throws in there. Uh, because this album isn't perfect. So what are your okay? So we're gonna give our, we're gonna, we're gonna give our final thoughts on this record, and then we're gonna rate this record based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're gonna continue to listen to, one is a bad album, give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So what do you got on No Doubt's Tragic Kingdom? Go. I just don't know why you say things that are just so. You know what I mean? Like they're just so stupid. They're just so fucking stupid. I literally have not said anything yet. Oh, and and, and you saying nothing? You've said everything. You okay, said that everything. means nothing. That means that everything. Literally means nothing. So <laughs> we're just going in circles. Go, 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 go. I really do think that like like Sublime and and what they did for music is just underrated and underappreciated and they did things and and that most people just can't even fucking wrap their stupid peanut brains around because if you do more than like one or two genres in an album it's not going to sell that's just the way fucking society acts and the populace acts so that's i i get it i understand it but like no doubt was there toe-to-toe with sublime they were doing the same thing as sublime was you know it wasn't as aggressive as sublime was because i guess like sublime could probably take more liberties because they were a fucking male fronted band but no doubt was there no doubt was there they formed right around same same time sublime does so i think no doubt was doing things that most people just can't wrap their fucking heads around and this genre Mm -hmm. this this sound that really kind of like got its good footholds with Sublime and no doubt became third wave, which I love third wave, but I completely understand much like new metal. And I'm sure you completely understand why people make fun of corn, but I totally understand why people make fun of third wave ska because it's so goofy, so silly, but that's not, that's not the intention of this. That's not the intention of no doubts, no doubt beacon street and tragic kingdom. This is supposed to be bigger. It's supposed to be better. And it was, and I think it fell on deaf ears because, again, you put more than like two genres in, a, in, a, in an album and then people lose their fucking minds. That's why the Rolling Stones are so goddamn successful. It's because it's just blues. They're just blues, <laughs> they baby. Do one thing. 
They do one one thing thing. and they do it okay. Well, well, that's true. Come on, hold on there, dude. They do one thing and they do it. They do it. They do it. They do it good. I wouldn't say well, but they do it good. Reel it in. So, so I I think sublime or I think no. They go hand in hand. They really do. I, I, I think. I think Tragic Kingdom is not just a perfect album, but I think it's an album that that deserves like a retrospective look, not just on the merit of like, oh, this was like the start of third wave ska. Like, no, it's it's not third, the start of third wave ska. This is up there with with some of like the greatest. They, like, like, like you talk about like the Runaways, right? With like Lita Ford and mm-hmm. and, and and that female fronted band from what, like this late seventies, early eighties. Like yeah. why not? Why not? No doubt. Like why is Gwen not thrust up there into the limelight? She's massively successful, and she's owned her image from like day one. And and like I said, it's <sighs> because she's because people relate her more to pop music than they do rock. And that's what it is. And that's she rocks. what it is. God damn, she's she more. Rocks. But she's also more of a pop artist than a than a rock artist. That's how people perceive her in the media, or that's how she's perceived in the media. I should say. I think um, she's a true like martyr for for the cause for the right girl cause. Like she's kind of cast to the side because she's a female, so she should be like the yeah. spokesperson because we a lot of people don't give no doubt credit because they're oh it's a pop band well they're but, a fucking a pop but it, band. It, it's because they might see her as selling out. They might see her as you know not be not struggling. That maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's that 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 kind of. For lack of a better term, that victim. Uh, I don't want to say they, that. But she did struggle, and then the band did struggle, and the band fully supported her, and but she the, fully supported the band. They, it's, but it's it, also, I guess, then it's the gatekeeping. It's the, it's the fact that she no, did it's, sell. She it's sold 100, out. Yeah, it's one. It's 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 just, it's success. People just people hate success, and and punkers yeah. hate success. And if people if are you're successful, it's you're envy. not a punker. Yeah, it's, it's fuck yeah. that shit, dude. It's. It's annoying. I, I think Tragic Kingdom is not just like a perfect album. I think it's a a quintessential album in the '90s. It is a must listen to for any genre of music for any any fan that that wants to just like take a glimpse into not just what like the '90s were like, but like where music went from this time period into where we are now. And like I I love I, I love Lil Kim. Lil Kim is maybe like she's for sure like top five rappers of all time for me. But like you, li- you, like hear, you hear like Nicki Minaj now, and you hear all these like like very like Lizzo. You hear you hear these girls, and and it's like, dude, you wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for like Lil Kim and what she did. You wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for like MC Light. You wouldn't be anywhere if it wasn't for like Gwen Stefani. Like she's up there, she's doing her thing, and she owned it. And like, why does she not get enough credit? Like, why is she only like relegated to just get being a, a pop credit. icon? She gets a lot of credit for being a pop a icon. You're wrong. Well, hold on there, dude. Is this your record? Is this your record wrap up, or is this my record wrap up? I forgot. <laughs> Thank you. She gets a lot of credit for being a pop icon. Don't think not. Me. Not a oh, hold on there, dude. She gets a lot of credit for being a pop icon. <laughs> not a oh oh oh. I'm oh, just laughing. Oh, hold on there, I'm dude. Just laughing, oh. She gets a lot of credit for being a pop icon. Not a pioneer for like furthering the movement for like women fronted bands for for women in music she gets no credit for that but she gets credit for being a pop icon for being a a hot white girl on the voice or whatever the view or the what, what show is she on the voice the voice it's the voice yeah which i don't watch because i don't want i don't like any of that shit it's all garbage yeah. <laughs> competition shows are stupid 
but she doesn't get enough credit for for being great. She gets she gets more credit for just like being okay. Like honestly, she gets more credit for being okay than she does for being great. That's it. So the, what, what do you rate this record? This is a fucking perfect three. This is not like again. This is not just a perfect three. This is a historical. This should be. What do they what do they call that vault that the people Library like? of Congress? Yeah, fuck that shit. This this should be in there. It probably is in there. Probably the first thing they put. Probably the first thing they put in there. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, my final thoughts. I think this is a phenomenal record. It's. Um, it was. I don't want to say it was groundbreaking because bands were doing this before. Maybe not Ooh. to this extent, but Ooh. just but just in, in different genres. Who did it before? What, uh, the Bengals were doing it. Um, the, ba- the, the Bengals uh, did what? No, what's the, the Bengals what's the did the not ban- do this. Oh my god! What is the band? What, the band? The, the Go Go's. The Go Go's were doing this. They were kind of doing this sound. They weren't doing the, the sound specifically. They weren't doing the sound specifically, but they were doing like the female fronted thing. You know, the they were doing that. I don't want to say right. Anyway. No doubt was great because they the way that they infused the ska and the reggae into the pop and the punk and all that kind of stuff. That was that was fantastic. And and the first two record, the first three records, honestly, you know, no doubts, no doubt. Beacon Street and Tragic Kingdom, fucking amazing records. All very different, all pretty different from one another. Obviously, Tragic Kingdom took a more pop approach to it all, and it and it it's really great from a production standpoint, musically, lyrically, everything was was a step up on Tragic Kingdom. It's great. There was it was, it was perfect. It was, it was definitely a record that hit at the right place at the right time. You know, rounding out grunge season in 94, 95, the all rock scene was coming up. The pop punk scene was coming up with Green Day, Offspring, all that kind of shit. It was just, it was the perfect place at the right time for a band like this to blow up. And that's, I feel like that's one reason why Tragic Kingdom did blow up in 95 or fucking 97 whenever this record came out. Um, Was it 90? Oh, was it really? Okay, whatever. Regardless. Anyway. Yeah, 95. Um, but yeah, this is, this is truly a great record, but like I said, like I've mentioned in the episode, this is a singles band, mostly a singles band there. The other non-singles are good. They're really good songs, but they really don't match up and just the singles blow everything else out of the water. And for that, I'm not going to be able to give it a perfect record. You know, give like, it a perfect score. Okay, don't because it's don't, not a perfect don't record. Come it's a 2. Don't come at it's a me. Two point five. It's a two point five. You think it's a two point five? A two point five out that's of three. It. Yes. You no, know, what you're doing is like I've been trying to really get more, a little bit more objective. I know what you're doing. You've been passing out fucking threes like there's no tomorrow. And you're not. And, so and you're being more. The past subjective. several episodes. I'm being more objective. I'm not. No, you're not. Be more open minded. You're being bullshit. I am too. You're being more open minded. You're being a whiner. You're being. I'm not whining. I'm just calling out Comparing No Doubt to the Go-Go's. Like, what the fuck? What is that even? Get the fuck out of here. At least you can compare No Doubt to, like, X or something. Like, something that's actually a little aggressive. Okay, yeah, X. Yeah. Or the Pixies. Yeah, for sure. Especially the Pixies. Well, the Pixies. band, but that's fine. But it kind of... But still. You can still kind of lump it into that. Uh, no, I wouldn't do and that. Also, no. And also, and also, you know, throwing this into a category of a female-fronted thing is just so... Ugh, I'm just so over that. Like... Yeah, you're over that now who, because we've got to the point where we can be over that. But it yeah, doesn't like, matter. But it's like, who cares at this point? Like, I understand it's significant. What do you mean at this point? It I mattered it. then. It was significant. I get, it. I get the significance of the time, but it doesn't, 
it doesn't doesn't mean that the record has been able as as held up with time. Like, but the there record are, does there are hold up with time. That's what I'm saying. Th- there are none of these songs are outdated. No. They're not outdated, but they're not as great as I feel people remember them as. Shit, these they're, songs just like aren't sublime. even like of their time. They're just like wow, these are pretty fucking good songs. You play these somebody like songs. Tragic Kingdom, like just, and you're like, well, that's a pretty fucking good song. I can't believe that came out in '95. This is a pop rock song, dude. Okay, yeah, I get it. It's a pop rock. It's a five it's minute a pop, good rock pop rock song that should have been three minutes. Anyway. Two point five out of three. You're, that, you're, you're, that's you're my being rating. spiteful, and you you rated this. I'm not 2. being 5. spiteful. And two point five is you low. have your you have like your, if you would have said if you would have said a two point seven five, a two point eight, two point seven even, I would have given you that. But a two point five because you're there's being such spiteful. a drop off. You're no, trying it, to like you're trying to like no. piggyback on the fact that I was trying to be a little bit more objective on my rankings no, for I'm the not past piggy- three no. weeks, and you've given everything a perfect three once again. But I, I just once I don't, again I don't buy it. Nope, take it back. Take it back. Once again, Take it back, there's such kid. a drop off from the singles to the to the other deeper tracks. There's a huge drop off, and that's why I give it a two point five. I don't care. I don't give that's, a fuck. That's, that's, that's the way, way it low. is. You're, you're being no, silly. You're no, being silly. I'm not. Anyway, that's all I got for this one. That's all we have for this episode because we're just going in circles now. We've been going in circles for a while. So, well, when you're that's silly, all we got. Circles. <laughs> nope. So that's all we have. Um, thank you all for listening. Go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. Please go give us five stars. Tell all your friends because we're the best. And that's it. That's all. Except funny.